With us now is NDSU women's basketball head coach, that is Jory Collins. And first things first, Coach, uh, I know that you've been kind of accustomed to North Dakota State by accustomed. I mean, you knew of NDSU before you came up here uh, with Emporia State. Uh, what just kind of made it stand out for you to come to NDSU once the position came open and what maybe stood out about this uh, program from the Division Two days, but also it's time now in Division One, Coach? Yeah, I think the thing that was easily uh, and very attractive about NDSU was the success of all the other sports. Um, you know, everybody knows the success that, that football's having, but, obviously, you know, you look at softball, you look at track and field, you look at wrestling, you look at how, how those guys have done. Um, you, you need support to be able to do that. Um, and that tells you right away that across the board, uh, our administration and there's a commitment to athletics here, um, support for the student athletes, and those are places where you want to work. And you look at this basketball team and we'll kind of get into where you want to kind of fit the mold and where you want to see this team, you know, later this year, two, three years down the road. But when you look at this squad, what's the one biggest thing in your first year, regardless of the record? And I understand in coaching, you are kind of regraded by your wins and losses, but your first year of taking over a new program, what's the biggest thing that you want to kind of get these girls accustomed to that you're bringing to this NDSU team, Jory? Well, we're, you know, this first year, we talk a lot about building the foundation. We want to be able to have some base principles um, that travel with us everywhere that kind of become our identity. You know, right now we're at we're a team. We've been together for months here. Excuse me. um, And and we're trying to build an identity. And you can talk about what you want to be till you're blue in the face. You actually have to go out and do it. Uh, in game settings and in practice settings until it becomes actually who you are. So, um, you know, this entire year we're going to talk about who we want to be and then we're going to go out every day and try to take steps towards becoming that. Um, And then the basketball part of it will become easier and take care of itself once we have some sort of identity on how hard we're going to play, who we're going to be defensively, um, some of those kind of things. And you look at your team coming up, uh, 0-2 in the season, but two, uh, a game against Northern Iowa where we just got down a little early, then an overtime game against a very good Mac and NIU team. And you got Iowa State, Creighton coming up on your schedule. I know you got a date with Wisconsin. So no rest for the weary, so to speak, in uh, women's hoops here. So what's the biggest thing that you want to see for the next month from your team here, Jory, as they continue to build that foundation? before you get to conference play you know we're just trying to get a little bit better every time out you know we were awful uh, at northern iowa uh, just came out and got you know whooped in the first quarter and it was uh, a struggle you know we had some second and third quarter were really good um, but just not consistent at all i thought we played much better against northern illinois the other day much more accustomed to how we've been practicing and doing some things that we've been talking about and and should have won that game i think we were up to at the free throw line with 11 seconds to go um you know couldn't get those to go and, and ended up losing in overtime but i felt like we made progress uh in that game and, and you're right we don't have uh we have a difficult schedule there's no question about it but again in year one uh, what that tells you, every time you go out and play those teams, it tells you where you're at, where you need to get better, uh, helps you to identify areas of weakness or areas of strength, um, all things we want to be able to, to get under control in November and December so that when we get to conference play, we have a much better feel of who we are, how we can attack people, what's going to give us the best chance on a daily basis. And there's still some local products, obviously, on this team from Riley Nudell from Maple Valley High School from Buffalo, North Dakota, or you look at Emily Dietz from a far Fargo Shanley, not too far down the road, just the opposite side uh, in the city here in Fargo. So what is the local flavor of those two? What can they do as kind of upperclassmen and leaders for this team, for the girls that are coming in through the system that might be underclassmen this year, Jory? Well, they lead by example uh, in a terrific way. Both Emily and Riley show up every day. 
uh, and they practice as hard as they can practice. Um, you know, I think Emily's starting to evolve into a much more of a vocal leader, uh, which is great to see. We need that. We need somebody that walks the walk and, and talks the talk all at the same time. And, um, you know, Riley's probably not as vocal. Um, just given her personality. Uh, but she, you know, if you saw the game the other day, she was on the floor about three or four times, diving on the floor for loose balls. That gets everybody on our team juiced up. Um, you know, their leadership quality, besides being good players, uh, you know, their leadership qualities and wanting to, uh, you know, kind of change the narrative about our program is, is something that I really appreciate about both of them. NDSU women's basketball head coach, that's Jory Collins with us. And Jory, when you look at your team this year, I, I know a lot of people will say Miguel uh, Geislerova because of her ability to shoot the ball and what she's been able to do. But what are going to be some other players this year that have to continue to develop once you get to conference play? And, and do you feel like you've got the right fit or maybe the right uh, rotation? Because I know anytime you're talking to a basketball coach, it's rotations, who plays well off each other. Do you feel like you've gotten that after an exhibition and, and two regular season games? Well, you know, with our roster the way it is, we have, um, what do we have, 12, 11 uh, that are capable of playing. So we're not completely full here. You know, our depth is is kind of is what it is. We have our, our kids that have earned the right to be out there first, and then we have the second group, and that's about all we got. Um, so our rotations actually aren't that difficult. Um, you know, there's there's one in the starting spot and just about one in the backup spot for every position that we have. Um, now we're going to need to be able to mix those uh, a little bit. We're going to have to have some other people playing together to give us the best chance in some situations. Um, but, you know, somebody like Ryan Cobbins, um, who's off to a great start as a freshman, I think is going to be a terrific player in this league for the next couple years. Her growth as a freshman uh, this year uh, is going to be important for us, not only to help keep us in games this year, but just the where we want to be in the future and, and her becoming, you know, the player that we, we think she's capable of becoming. Um, and then we have some other players, you know, Circling Rimdahl has a chance to impact us this year. You know, Raquel is a freshman this year who played quite a bit the other day um, and has gotten better and better throughout the summer and the fall coming off her knee injury last year. You know, I, I feel pretty good about our first group out there. Uh, it's really the development of those that, that second group uh, and some people that are coming off the bench. We need them to continue to push our starters uh, and, and really compete more for more of those minutes. And, and when that happens, we'll be in a better place, you know, to try to win some games. When you take a look at college women's basketball, there's been some changes over the years from halves to, to quarters and maybe a little bit more uh, free-flowing. You know, you don't have the seven fouls for bonus and then you get to ten for double bonus. Uh, Jory, as a coach, did, did you find that change uh, any difficult or was it pretty pretty nice because maybe as a coach you get another another timeout, so to speak, after uh, you know ten minutes of basketball? So what have been some of the changes and do you even notice it anymore from the players to the coaches after a couple of years of going through these changes? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the changes have been great. It's been better for the game. I think the game is better uh, probably just to watch and to play and to coach. You know, there's a, a few more situations that you have, um, which is fun. Um, you know, the, the fouling aspect helps to speed the game along. It's actually not quite that different, uh, you know, coming from Division Two, We had medias at, at the 10-minute mark so and 15, 10, and 5. So it was really basically you had a break like quarters. Um, and that's kind of how you broke it up, the first 10 minutes, the second 10 minutes of each half. Um, but those are things that, you know, the game's going to continue to evolve. They're talking even more about some other things coming up in the game just to, to make it better, make it faster. Uh, I think the women's game is terrific right now. Um, and, you know, it's, it's in a really good place.
And before we let you go, I'll ask you what's your favorite spot so far for you and your in your family here in uh, Fargo-Moorhead in terms of a spot to go out or maybe if you have a night to yourself, where do you like to go? But it is a recruiting, and anytime you talk to any coach in, in college hoops or any sport, it's always got to get the next uh, couple girls or guys coming into the program. And recruiting today, you got three more signed to, to wear the green and gold moving forward. So can you tell us a little bit about more of your recruits that uh, signed on the dotted line, Jory, and are going to be uh, future bison? Yeah, um, you know, Abby Schultes from Maple Grove. Of Minnesota. Um, all three of these kids are ball handlers. Uh, that's an area that we felt like we needed to attack here in recruiting. Uh, we needed to get more athletic. We needed to get more ball handling, better decision makers, and then some people that were able to guard the ball and pressure the ball a little bit and keep the ball in front of them. Um, you know, Abby's 5'10". She's a, uh, just coming off a state championship on a soccer team. Um, you know, her, she's played a lot of soccer, and you can tell that on the basketball court. Her spatial awareness and, and anticipation of people coming open and plays plays really well on the basketball floor. And when she starts dedicating full-time to basketball, I think she's going to be a really nice player. Uh, Kylie Strop is from River Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, Kylie's dad's a football coach, and she plays the game like a football player. Uh, she's just a bundle of fire. Um, you know, she gets out there, we'll run through a brick wall, we'll mix it up with anybody. Um, just an extremely feisty competitor. Um, and we need an infusion of that on our team. Um, and then the last one, Renia Hopkins, is a uh, junior college player from Redlands Community College who we were fortunate here to sign early. Uh, she's, you know, five games into her season down there. I've known Renia for a few years uh, since I was at Emporia State. Uh, electric point guard, uh, just much more dynamic than anything we have on our team right now as far as with the ball in her hands and being able to push pace and play fast and create for others. And then at the same time, she's a lockdown. She's really thin, kind of looks like a 12-year-old girl out there, but she's got arms that are really long and really active. Um, you know, she's just going to bring a dimension to our team that we don't have. Um, so for us, just adding some ball handling and decision-making and defense um, out at the top of your team, um, you know, we're really pleased with these three. And final thing for you, Jory, uh, in your time here in Fargo-Moorhead, do you have a, a go-to restaurant or a go-to spot that you like to maybe go and take 10, 15 minutes for, for yourself? Or, or what, what do you like most about Fargo-Moorhead during your time here? Oh, man, well, I tell you what, when I first got the job here, I lived in the dorms for eight <laughs> weeks, and so I went out to eat every night. <laughs> And I ate at a different place. I tried to about every night. So I'm a huge foodie guy. I love cold beer. So this is a great place for me because there's all kinds of places. But if I had to, you know, the vinyl tacos, I really like that downtown. Uh, and then the new place is kind of out by my, the Tavern Grill. Uh, I enjoy going there. I think my family's been there a couple, two or three times. And um, I like their food. Uh, but there's a ton of great places. You, you, if we could sit here and name a bunch, I probably could. Yeah, I, w I would agree with you. There, the craft beer scene really has uh, came on the side in Fargo Moorhead. That's for sure. Uh, Coach Collins, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck as the season progresses, and we'll talk to you down the line. Okay, thanks a lot.